Welcome to episode number 60 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always, with my host, Junk, uh, Junk Wax Twins, Stephen Loeffler, at our trading cards, Ben Wilson. I'm Tim Shepler at Big Shep 79. We are a podcast by collectors for collectors. I'm going to bring you a smart and insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. On YouTube, but now, guys, we're on Facebook Live. Welcome, Facebook. Uh, I'm gonna look and see if we're there because, oh, there uh, hey, Steph, what's up, bud? We're checking out to see if we're here on Facebook. So, if you're on Facebook watching us, let us know. Uh, we're also gonna be live, we should be live on Periscope, and I'm gonna check that out right now as well. Look at us cross platform. Yep, there we go. We are on Periscope, it's working. We're on YouTube. Hey, YouTube. And, uh, yeah. Sweet. Is fa- now, real quick, is Facebook working? I can't... Uh... It, it looks like it. I'm on there right now. Um, okay. Sweet. I see it. All right, I good. Uh, man, look at us. We're like like grown-ups now. Yeah, you know, we, we had to change... Uh, you know, we had to change to this new service because Google Hangouts went away, so we got this cool new setup. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we can do like banners and stuff. And then I found out through this cool service about another service that can provide us to send out to YouTube or from YouTube to Facebook to uh, Breakers TV to uh, Periscope. And I know in the hobby that a lot of people are using Periscope. A lot of people are on Facebook. And as much as I hate Facebook, uh, um, you know, we're there now and we're on YouTube. I wanted to get the show out to as many people as possible. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. So, that's yeah, what we've done this week. John, and, uh, John, John Newman, our partner, uh, you know, our fellow podcaster from Sports Card Nations in the Facebook group right now, or, oh, or nice. streaming, or whatever those kids these days call it. So yeah. it looks like it's working well. Well, good, outstanding. You know, you can always follow you can always follow us on any of those those channels. Now we're about the cards. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That's where we live. About the cards on Twitter. We're available as a podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, TuneIn, kind of wherever you can get a podcast or consume one. We should be there. Check out our website, aboutthecards.wordpress.com. Uh, we just put up the uh, Tops um, Archives checklist that we launched this week. We've had a bunch of checklists. Uh, we're actually going back and adding uh, the hot. We missed out on a lot of hockey and basketball this past year. So we'll be adding those checklists uh, hopefully uh, within the next week or so and getting caught up to have a database for you to go. And, you know, basically on these checklists, just real quick as I explain it, we're just going to keep the base sets and stuff up there. Some of the sets will, that are auto heavy, we'll have those on there. Um, but I want to get into the hundreds of autos some of these cards have. So, let alone when they change the uh, numbering and all that numbering stuff. and everything else yeah. teams. So we have that. Um, I'm glad that Ben, you brought up John Newman. Um, I actually sat down with John earlier this week, and I'm going to be on his uh, Sports Card Nation podcast, uh, which comes out tomorrow. So he, he does a bunch of different segments throughout the week, and he puts it together and has a great show, and that's going to be out on Friday morning. But our own Stefan Loeffler oh, hi. was uh, on was sat down with Dr. James Beckett, or as he calls him Jim, um, 
and he's he's going to be on Dr. James Beckett's Sports Card Inside podcast out tomorrow on Podbean, and um, that's exciting. Very much. So, real quick, give us a little insight on hanging out with uh, Dr. Beckett, as you call him, Jim, which I was like, dude, you're that. That's like, yeah, that's, that's like so, calling Captain Kirk Jim. Well, so uh, he was he was looking for to try out a few services to see if he could branch out into more than just having Rich come over. And, and not that he doesn't mind Rich's um, presence. But uh, he, he was looking to test it so he could have people that aren't necessarily from Texas. So, you know, he could have like Tim on or, you know, someone at Sue's in uh, New York on or <clears throat> something like that. And uh, so we hop on and uh, just had a quick 10, 15 minute discussion. How I got into the hobby, what we do on this podcast, division of labor. Uh, he, he had a good comment that, you know, if you factor in his five shows a week at 15, 20 minutes, it's essentially the length of our podcast. So um, just different ways of uh, have, uh, producing content. So, so now that you're buddy buddy with him. Yes. We know a podcast that would love to have him on. Maybe he mentioned minute. to let him know when yeah, we have time to have him on for a weekend show or something. To that well, <laughs> for certain people, like you know, any of our fans that would like to be on, we're always available on Sunday or, or can be. So let him know. We, we would sure. love to have his insight. I actually see him on Saturday. So yeah, talk to him. I mean, not, not necessarily this Sunday, but a sure. Sunday over the next month. You know, let it, let it, let's figure it out. And speaking of which, while we have Doctor Beckett on the line, we should probably also get Uncle Rich back on because sure, awesome. <laughs> No, definitely. I some of the uh, the guys that uh, really made this happen. So outstanding. Yeah, there we go. I'm just I'm, I'm making sure I have it here on uh, Facebook, and we can see. All right, outstanding, Kevin Bone Bo Jones. Welcome. He's hanging out with us on Periscope. So we're getting into the show tonight as we as we talk about the podcast crossovers. And I know that Ben, you were on with was it Drew right? Like about a month ago. Yeah, it's probably been about, about yeah, let, let me so, get that potograph. And yeah, Drew's a great guy, great, great show. Uh, much like John, I think he he does all his stuff uh, kind of pre-recorded uh, with different different recurring segments and whatnot. But uh, Drew's really knowledgeable and is is tuned in with the Facebook hobby scams group. So um, you know he has kind of a different insight, which is nice. Yeah, no, it definitely and. Um, you know, it's it's cool. We're as Matthew Barry says, committing podultery as we get around to the different podcasts. But it shows that um, we were out there providing information in a cool, fun hobby, and we're not competing against each other. Rather, building the community together uh, with podcasting, and and I love that. So that we're you know, there's a little competition factor, but it's more of a, a fun, um, fun one, and, and having a different point of view and other people on. So it's great. You know, uh, over the past few weeks, we talked about that service Replin. Uh, it helps builders build their personal brands online and without selling uh, selling them without the high fees, and allowing you to to sell in like on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and uh, a lot of social media sites. And last week, we had their CEO on G Chong, and he on the show he told us why a lot of people are using it for sports cards and collectibles. And basically, just sign up with your PayPal account and your credentials. Uh, you'll get to customize a page where buyers can pay you through PayPal goods and services. 
Um, and then you can also connect all of your social media accounts in there. You can pull your eBay feedback in there. And then you can also now, now build this uh, online reputation and not have to use eBay all of the time and, and that you get to bring all that eBay feedback with you. So it's pretty cool that they have their own system. They also have a marketplace they launched for, uh, for folks to browse your items uh, when being, that they're being sold on Twitter. So you're not scrolling through days worth of stuff. You just tag at on Replin. They will retweet your profile and your reputation. Uh, and then it gets sent to the marketplace. I have my own setup. Uh, it's replin.com slash TBS sports cards with a few things I have up there right now. Um, we have a link on the YouTube channel as well as the video. If you ever want to check it out, just head over to replin.com or download their app on iOS or Android. So, guys, we're going to hop into the week that was last week's releases. And uh, we, we had a lot because we had two weeks we had to cover. But real quick, week uh, 74 of Tops Living, we had car, uh, card 220, Dansby Swanson, shortstop of the Braves. Card 221, John Mears, rookie pitcher of the Orioles. And card 222, Joey Gallo, DH, Texas Rangers. I don't have numbers. They didn't post. So we don't know. They're still counting all of the cards that Ken bought of this John Means. Seven. He spent all of this Means. So you say seven. He wants to know how many we thought. I think he bought five. I think he bought five. Five is a nice, nice, cool number. George Brett wore five. Brandon Belt. Oh, he wears nine. I, I think he did a multiplier of two on your number, Tim. I think he, he went with an even ten. Ten? Ten? Ten. He just ten. And we well, know we, is that we what he said too? Because time. you know what? Does he could he could he have been Billy Bob in high school? Ten. <laughs> ten. And if you're listening to this, Ken, I'm kidding. I love Billy Bob, but Matt, now, what one thing is, is he tagged a couple people when we were joking about it this afternoon. Um, and so I think that there's at least three more that sold. So basically, whatever number sold minus three confirmed. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. So I, I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking 13 sold. Did you buy one? I bought one. Okay, so we're up to 14. Yeah. That's all we, we have confirmed. Well, assuming that my number's right. Yeah. If one of your numbers are right, then add four. Okay. So keep, keep some of the... Uh... Somebody keep uh, keep track of that for us, would you? Uh, but you can always check out our Top's Living Staff for full breakdown of where these cards fall respectively in the set by team and by position. So hopefully uh, he'll have that out for us tomorrow. Uh, Top's will get those numbers out, and he'll tweet that out and tag us, and we love that. So uh, last, also, too, we had Top's Chrome uh, Baseball drop two weeks ago. Uh, 2019 Panini Majestic Football. Uh, 2019 mm. Panini Immaculate College, Collegiate Football. Uh, which I heard amazing things from this, like the patches and um, that are coming out of this stuff with the bulls and stuff. We talked about that are just killing it. And the product is doing some of the best it's done in, um, in years. So, so uh, since you so, mentioned it, yeah. Um, does this. Oh, they lost it. Oh, all right. All right. I wonder what his question was going to be. He's sharing a screen with us. He, for whatever reason, Steph, are you there? Yeah. Wrong okay. Button. So uh, I, I guess this is the only top scrum any of us is broke, right? Uh, well, no. Yeah. You know what? No, no, no. I bought a, um, on, t we're going to get to this about National Baseball Card Day, but I bought a blaster. Let's we'll talk about that later. I bought that, I bought that Willens for $1 and I threw it in the garbage. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. I could have signed it and made it worth two dollars. No, I'm kidding. It's it's in your it's in a pile for you. I have some around here, um, and then we also had 
2018-19 Panini Contenders Optic Basketball. That was all three two weeks ago. This last week, uh, 2019 Tops Tribute Baseball and 2019 Panini Donners Football. And I watched uh, our buddy Dub bust uh, part of a box on Periscope of that. He's awesome about – he's always open to new product. And so whenever he pops up the video, I'll sit and watch him do a little box break, and it's fun. And uh, you know what? It was a it's a, it's a pretty good-looking product this year. So mm-hmm. uh, SVA cards, uh, what program are you using? We're using uh, – what is it? StreamYard. StreamYard. So yeah, StreamYard. We found this. It's a pretty cool little setup. You can do a lot of different things with it. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun for us to, to upgrade. And so, and, no, and, I did and, not throw a La Torta in the, in the garbage. I'm just kidding. So, so speaking of who, who just asked about that, we got a legend here in the chat room tonight. Topher yeah. from Kraken Wax. Yes, look at that. Look at that. He's up late, probably past his bedtime. We've invited him on the show in the past. Because uh, if, if you're not breaking with Crack and Wax and and Mojo and some of the other guys, I mean Crack and Wax is great. Um, Definitely. And, that, and, what a in it, the logo and what he how he packages up his shipments. Yeah, he, he, he's fantastic. Probably the classiest. Yeah, and I mean we forgive him for being a Twins fan. He's our only Twins fan. Who's one of our friends, you know. Well, um, and you know, one of these days when we're actually up there, we'll have to get together because I mean we've only been dodging each other left and right. <laughs> and a lot of his his breaks, if not all, I'd have to ask him, or you know, maybe he can share with us our uh, well, he, for for charity. Yeah, no, he is in his uh, his handle. Uh, all of them are. I think all of them are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, he's he's a fantastic uh, friend of the the podcast and ours. So we appreciate him staying up late. Yeah, there uh, over twenty two thousand four hundred and ten dollars raised. I would say, charity. hopefully, we don't put you to sleep, but. Maybe we do. No, we might. You can always follow him at streamlabs.com slash Krakenwax. Yeah, and that's without the G, Kraken, with just the yeah. I-N at the end. Yep. So. Yeah. And, and, so. and that that was unpaid. That was on. That, I mean, that was just that totally, was spontaneous. It was absolutely spontaneous. Yes. You know? Maybe one so, day one day his logo will be up here in the corner. Hint, um, hint, 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 wink, wink. We accept A's, Royals, and, <laughs> and Twins cards. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not going to get any Twins cards out of them, though, right? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's got some duplicates so he can send Steph's way. At the end, really, all we're after is A's and Royals. I mean, <laughs> of course. We just are obligated to throw the Twins in there. Yeah. So, uh, hot off the press is this week's release. His tops uh, living week 75. Can we believe we're almost 75? That's that's pretty awesome. Um, card, card 223, Vladimir Guerrero, senior. Hall of Fame outfielder of the Montreal Expos. It's great to see an expo. There's an expo. I was so excited. Yeah, and I got a little little teaser for you guys later. Two thousand or card two twenty four. Spencer Turnbull, rookie pitcher, the Tigers, the worst team in Major League Baseball. And card two twenty five. Max Kepler, outfielder, uh, Minnesota Twins. Maximilian. Yep. I'm not hey. sure anybody knows who he is. Um. <clears throat> He's hit not thirty four home runs this yeah, year. Yeah, I should hope. His uh, his you know, and his Bowman Chromes too. If you're a Bowman Chrome collector, his first Bowman Chrome autos are pretty pretty reasonable. So for twenty ten, uh, but they have the wrong birth year. It actually lists uh, eighty three, not ninety three. Oh, well, that's Thanks, fun. Tops. Yeah, well, at least they didn't call him like you know, like Sax Kepler or change his name. You know. That's uh, correct. It's 32 this year so far. Yes. Knock on wood. No, no, not an exciting week, but I did like seeing Vladigar. I think that with the Expos hat, that'll get some love. 
So it's gorgeous. Uh, you want to share me so I can show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're doing that, it's yeah, it's funny because a lot of people are going to put him as you know an angel, possibly uh, as far as the Hall of Fame. I don't know if, if it's already been announced what he's going to go in as or or whatnot, but um, you know, once he's voted in, uh, who is, uh, Guerrero? He's already in the Hall he, of Fame. He got in last year. That's why I was a little confused. I'm trying to, to overthink myself, so I apologize. But he went in as an angel, did he not? I don't remember. What I thought it was Expos. I don't yeah. think so. No, I think he was an angel, by the way. That's why it was cool to see an Expo, just because a set like this, you know, to see like the Ralph Kiner with the old Pirates logo and stuff. Yeah, he went in as an angel. Yeah, we we need to we need to see some more of the the non. Becoming the first player to do so. He's the first angel in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Is this the first expo or, or was somebody else an expo already for the living Gary set? Carter? Nope. Maybe? He's the no, first they, expo. They didn't make Carter yet, have they? No. Nope. Oh, in the set, yes. Sorry. No, 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 no. Just in the set. Yeah. Uh, I was. I thought you guys were asking Hall of Fame. He'd also be the, the first non-current team, right? Or or was there yeah. somebody else? Because Non-existent. Uh, defunct team? Kind of not a because they became the Nationals, but the name went away, you know. So, well, but, no, yeah, yeah. It's not one of the. It's not one of the Washington Senators. It's not a Brown. Maybe um, the Cleveland Naps. But I don't, they haven't made that card yet, though, right? That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. May, 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 maybe uh, Matt in the chat room can. Oh can God, that Michael Lorenzen looks scary. Good Lord, it looks like right? a wrinkled. Looks like a wrinkled dingus. It, it looks like a knockoff alien movie alien. Oh, so by the way, I bought a top uh, set, uh, uh, the Buster Posey, and I don't know if you can see it. It's right there. I, I bought one of those, and they were numbered out of 100, but there was only 98 Posies that sold, and I think I had like 30, 39. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Once a Cub comes in with a smart answer, Milwaukee Braves and Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> so, but, so, yeah, I guess that's where you start to get in that gray area. They're not technically in Milwaukee, but the Braves still exist. Yeah, so, so there's a little gray area, I guess. The Dodgers, but the Expos actually stopped and rebranded themselves when they moved to Washington. So depending on how you want to look at it, yeah, the Braves and, and Dodgers. But thanks, Matt, for hopping in there with that. Like answer. we like to call the Minnesota Twins the Washington Senator Senior. Exactly. And then you have the Washington Senator Juniors that play down in Texas. Right. And that's and why Steph them- moved to Texas because he wanted to root for the Juniors. Well, and both of them are playing against each other tomorrow. Oh, well, you should both and, wear Washington right. National Washington and, Senators uh, uniforms and just and Sunday and mess with each other. So, at, while we're on the topic, before we move on with Tops Living, um, you know, we we always recommend Tops Living stat on Twitter to get all your statistical data from the Tops Living baseball. Um, Tops Living is also now selling the singles, so yes. if you'd Ooh. rather go. To him, as opposed to going to eBay, uh, I, I bought the Harold Baines and Ernie Banks along with a uh, uh, Ricky Henderson from the Gary V set. Yeah. And they were shipped securely and safely. They arrived at my doorstep just like two or three days after he received them. Uh, and, I'm, I, of course, you know, much like some of the other sellers like Twins Jake and stuff that have sold in the past, uh, I'm sure he'd be willing to sit on them if you plan on buying every week and maybe just have him ship once a month or, you know, whatever you guys work out. He's right. also selling the tops living star Wars, uh, which we haven't really discussed a whole bunch on here, which we probably should. Um, but if you're also collecting the star Wars, Han Solo came out this week. Um, definitely hit up tops living stat and place your order. 
Uh, I don't know what kind of quantities he has, but obviously the more orders and more interest he gets, the more he he'd be willing to buy and, and supply for us. So, so he gets the he gets the about the cards podcast stamp of approval. He does. He does. He yeah. He's a Cubs fan, so go figure. But that's all right. Seems to be that uh, most of our listeners are Cubs fans. Yeah, it's there's weird. a lot. It's weird, isn't it? There's like at least three. Yeah, and uh, if you if you're looking for Ginter X, I know that was hard. It sold out in seconds. Like, dude, I I, I got on like half hour after it went on sale, and I missed out. Uh, but our buddy uh, Mike Summer, the Mike Summer on Twitter, like the Ohio State. Uh, I don't know if he'll have to change that since they're trying to buy the word the trade market. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but he'll have, I think he's breaking it to, to, you know, to flip. He's, you know, so I know he had some pretty good luck so far. So check out Mike there. Uh, we also had 2019 tops heritage high number drop today, $210 a box, 24 cards a pack, nine cards per pack, one auto relic or mem card per pack or per box, the 225 card base set. The last 25 of those are short prints. None of the key rookies are in short prints, um, which is awesome. It's still that 1970s design. It has updated player moves and rookies who debuted in the season. So Tatis Jr., Alonzo, Eloy, and Vladdy Jr. are all on the base set, which is great. I think the, there was two rookies, and one of them was Chris Paddock of the uh, – Chris Paddock, pa- Thomas Padres, Ryan Helsley, Eric yeah. Swanson. Okay, there, yeah, there were four. And then Ichiro is probably the biggest names veteran or retired star in there. Victor Robles, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Danny Vogelbach, Adam Jones, Pence. So there's some pretty good names up there, but nobody that's going to kill you. And so um, I, I love the 70 set and what they did with this. And by the way, have you been following Brent Williams today? Posting just left and right. Just destroying high number. The man took a three-week vacation or whatever from opening and was gone doing family stuff. Came back crushing, crushing this product. He's pulled two Acuna red autos, two, which is Nolan, two Nolan Ryan autos, and one was a duel with I think Degrom. Now, now, since we're on the topic of uh, Brent, uh, he did pull a Nolan Ryan auto that he said was numbered the same and identical to the ones that came out in regular Heritage. So he was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, um, but good for Brent because I know he was really disappointed that he wasn't able to open up Allen and Ginter this year, mm-hmm. first time in forever. Harrison Ford ends up making an appearance, which he was extremely upset about because he'd been waiting for that name to show up on a Ginter checklist, and it just so happened. But he really needed that. That uh, yeah, he needs some. Yeah, man, works like so. he work. If you know what he's doing, I mean, he's probably. I get messages from him at like three thirty or four o'clock a.m. California time. So you're doing the math, and he's like not gone to bed. It's like six his time, and he's like, "Hey, I just finished. You know, sorting your stuff. It'll be out. It's." You know, he, he works hard. So there's 85 variations, uh, vari- uh, variation cards in this set of, uh, you know, players and swaps and all that fun stuff that they offer. So you can have fun tracking that down. Um, I picked up, just to let you know, man, I picked up two base sets of Heritage, one for, for my Heritage set. I'll work on the short prints on the side later on. But uh, I want to, to tuck away with these four rookies. Uh, you know, Series 2 had all these guys in there. Uh, you know, this high number has it. I think this year's this year's series two might be the, our version of update, even though update's coming out. Um, we can talk about that later when update comes out. We get our hands on it later this year. But yeah, I thought I thought Steph would like this Rod Crew and Tony Oliva. 
I actually have this the the actual card with this photo and his signature on it. So oh, that's I cool. Need to get a stamp for Tops Heritage. Yeah, and little little Raleigh fingers. Right. Tony Perez. Yeah, those are some of the best players of that era, right there. Like a little Vladdy love, you know. So he's doing well. well I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, it's it's unfortunate as Hank Aaron gets older to start seeing his autograph. Deteriorate, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's part of life. You know, yeah, no, it's what right. happens. We get what he's what he's gonna be like eighty something years old. Yeah, let's take a look. Mm -hmm. Right, thirty four, I think. Uh, born in thirty four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he's eighty five. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I do math there. Yeah, you know, hey Tim, I Tim Seberg, I don't know how much you open, um, but uh, you could reach out to him; he'll tell you. And I, we met Tim, or at least I ran into Tim a few different times at the Nationals. Great to meet him. Uh, Kentucky car sports cards. So, yeah, he sent me. I have this right here on my desk. So uh, it was great to meet Tim and hang out. And he he liked the show, and he thinks that uh, we do a good job, which is you know I guess his you know his taste isn't that great in shows, but hey, we appreciate it. We try. Uh, also, 2019 Bowman Sterling comes out today. That also is two ten a box, five packs per box, six cards per pack, five autographs. Makes his first uh, standalone release since 2014. Uh, the base product you're going to get fifty. There's a fifty card base set of prospects and a fifty base card set of rookies. Uh, there's one auto in each pack. In the last, in the past, there was three autos per pack back in the day. If you remember that. And they have a Sterling die-cut cast autos, and those are a case hit. So um, I always loved Sterling. If you were, God, in like 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, they, there was 18, 18 autographs a box. There were right. six packs, three autos, and that's all that was in there. And that was some of the – a lot of the breakers that started out, that's what they, they cut their teeth on because it was easy to do. Pretty, pretty – the price was, was right. And uh, you could open up quite a bit and have a good time. So I'm glad to see it back. Um, I'm kind of excited to see that they have a base set this year with the prospects because those base cards look pretty nice. And I, I'm a big, always been a big fan. Look at that, Garrett. So there's a guy I got to run down. There's, you know, this rookie class this year has been fun. So all the key rookies are yeah, in there. I, I was upset when Bowman Sterling got discontinued because it was around back when I was not the A's super collector. I was just, you know, still kind of finding my way within the hobby and what I wanted to ultimately collect. And uh, I was, I was upset. I thought Sterling was one of the best products. And I know I wasn't alone that there were a lot of people that couldn't quite understand why it had been discontinued. So yeah. I'm glad to, glad to see it back. And uh, I hope it's a success because for people that prospect uh, collect prospect and early autos of players, I'm excited to see what Sterling looks like, especially once it get some of that in hand. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, and then 2019 Panini Unparalleled Football drops $110 a box, eight packs per box, eight cards per pack. You're going to get two autos, one mem, seven parallels. There's a 300-card base set, 100 of which are rookies. Uh, they are they have a flashback look to them, kind of like a late 90s, early 2000 inserts cards. And uh, they also have some overlooked veterans in the checklist. Uh, they don't haven't been in products before. And there are also these galactic parallels. They don't have serial numbers, but they're very scarce. And there's one vet per case and one galactic rookie every two cases. So, um, you know, you hit one of those, you're doing pretty well. You know, I think, you know, we talked about unparalleled. It's all, it looks all like parallels. 
to me, but uh, kind of a funky name. But like right there, that Tom Brady. I don't know what you call that, but that's uh, years past. They've called that Rapture, just because okay. it's kind of diagonal. Uh, I don't. I don't know what they're calling it. But I like some of the names, like Fireworks or Whirl or Cubic, Infinite. Astral. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a good looking set. I just want to see if I can see some of the vets they're talking about, like um, Lack Edwards. Yeah, I don't even know who that is, man. Lawrence Guy. Uh, just just scrolling through here, Dontrell Hilliard, Jason Witten. You who? Jason Witten. Who? You heard me. I know. Um, let's see. Pat Mahomes. I don't know who that is. Uh, the pitcher for the Twins. Oh, there you go. There you go. No, yeah, so there's just, uh, you know, Taysom Hill's got a card in here, which is kind of cool, a little gadget guy. William Golston. I mean, uh, Zane Gonzalez, he got a kicker in here. Hmm. K1 Williams. So just a, it's a it's a nice checklist. So if you have a player that wasn't in a product, Ben uh, uh, Bernecker is on in here. Uh, Will Parks. So there's just some interesting guys in the checklist. So check it out. You have a certain guy that maybe didn't have a card that went to your favorite university on your team. Um, it uh, it's pretty cool. So no, you're not the biggest football guys, but uh, I thought it was uh, pretty no, interesting. No, it looks like a pretty checklist. I like the idea that they have kicker autos. Yeah. When you after and you break a case, it's probably not the auto that you want. But uh, for for those of us uh, huge team collectors, yeah, for either yeah. college or national. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice touch. I think we were talking about it last week, and and I know I've talked to a few people um, ab- about the cards.wordpress.com. We've been trying to keep up with product reviews. Uh, we've yeah. fallen a little bit behind over the last few weeks, but I, like I said last week, we've done a few, or I've done a few for the football releases, and I'm sorry, but Panini has been knocking it out of the park. A lot of these products are uh, extremely solid, and if yeah. you're a if you're a football collector or not sure collector you you this would be the year to start picking up some uh some football just because it's good looking product all right real quick from youtube tim wants to know daniel jude's buying or selling selling all day i have the same feeling about him about the tanny hill i i pulled a tanny hill uh, contenders auto uh when he was a rookie instantly sold it back to the shop instantly and uh it just nope Nope, nope, nope. He might play, put up some numbers, but I don't think he's the guy. What are you guys doing? I don't know. I don't know. He's going to play at some point this year, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. But by by midseason, at the very least, I mean, if the Giants were smart, they would just say, sorry, Eli, we don't care about your feelings and let him roll. Uh, He's obviously not the future at age 38. Um, The Giants are a team in transition. So now would be the time to let him go, let him work with Barkley, let them build up that. that rapport. Um, I, personally, I, I don't know if I would, unless you got a sweetheart of a deal, I think I would hold until he starts. And, you know, to relate it to like baseball would be like the, the Bowman Chrome auto. Um, the Giants are a team in transition. So, hey, can you turn that off, please? We're trying. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. I just, I wanted to see if it was still working. <laughs> and real quick, if you like us on Periscope, you just tap the screen when it tells us. Least. Um, yeah, I, I would hold until he he starts, and I think that would be the week leading up, where 
you're going to have to face a serious question. Either you sell right then and there before he starts or you, you know, wing in a prayer, hope that he has a solid week. And then at least for this year, I don't think his, his market would be any higher. No, he's not the next Tom Brady. He's not, but yeah, I mean, and, and again, if you're talking about selling something for 50 bucks now versus potentially a hundred bucks, when he starts, you really have to ask yourself, you know, is that marginal cost that you're going to get, you know, that, that slight appreciation value. It's different with guys like, say, if Kyler Murray was being held back and, and you know, at least that's how I see it. I don't think Daniel Jones, even though he's only picked at sixth overall, I just don't see his his value. In fact, yeah, I, I don't know. think – I honestly, I don't, I don't think I like any of the quarterbacks in this year's draft sure. to be amazing, to be the next great quarterback in the league, the next Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady – you know, I don't see anybody in this draft being that next guy. So you're, it's a lot of second tier at best quarterbacks. One of the guys that was on with Patrick Maher the other night on on Sirius Radio, Mad Dog Radio, uh, he's a Giants fan, and he had came out and said, "I hope Daniel Jones sucks so bad this year and next because he's looking for Trevor Lawrence in two years, and he thinks that Lawrence is going to be the guy that's going to lead the Giants for the next decade and a half." And so. He's he's like, I don't believe in Jones. I don't think that, that he's going to be a good quarterback, but I'm literally rooting against him. And it's like, <laughs> I wonder how many Giants fans feel that way. Oh, I remember when they drafted him. I had some buddies over here. We were just dying. We were laughing out loud about it. So uh, what's brewing next week's release is 2019 Tops Archives Baseball. If you like the Montreal Expos, Ryan Cracknell. Um, ton, they have 50 Expos autographs in the set. Hell yeah, they do. 50. So they are really going after the Expos. 2019 Panini Chronicles Baseball, which, you know, is Ben's favorite. I love 2019 it. Panini Origins Football. 2019 Panini National Treasures Collegiate Football. We're in time for the kickoff. 1819 Upper Deck Ultimate Collection, which I think we talked about a few weeks back, but that's finally dropping uh, next week. So before we move on to infield chatter, um, earlier in the show, at the top of the show, uh, Tim spoke briefly about Replin. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the whole show, go back and and, and definitely start over. Um, but essentially, Replin helps sellers build their personal brand and sell online without high fees. Uh, there's a really cool integration with Twitter where you can connect your account. You can mention at on Replin, spelled R-E-P-L-I-N, and your sale items will get posted on their marketplace. So buyers can find your stuff for a sale uh, to you know for sale a lot easier than browsing Twitter all day. Or you know it's really easy to miss stuff. So. Um, Tim listed a few things for for sale recently. If anyone wants a good deal on any Ultra Pro supplies, check out his Replin profile at replin.com slash TBS sports cards. And let us know what you think. Um, last week during the show, while we, we were talking about it, it, took me all of 30 seconds to have the app downloaded on my phone, and I was already logged yeah. in with 90 seconds. Did you see Dub? Dub was selling some stuff earlier this week, and he signed up with Replin and was tagging. He was selling stuff left and right. I didn't, but that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a big seller, but there, you know, for me to have access to it is cool. And the fact that it only took me 90 seconds to get into the Play Store and have it ready to go, 90 seconds, it was pretty cool. And yeah. you know, the whole idea behind it is, you know, if you're selling on eBay and eBay exclusively, and then you decide to go over to Twitter, and I'm like, hey Tim, you want to buy this card? And Tim's gonna be like, I don't know you. Who are you? And now I've got to prove to Tim that I'm a you know trusted seller. Replin aids that. By by sharing instantly, your instantly, yeah. yeah, 
cross platforms, which is cool because now Tim can buy for me saying, man, this guy's got 3000 positive feedback as a seller on eBay, even though we're not on that platform buying and selling. So check him out. If you haven't fantastic, listen to last week's show. We had the CEO on. Yeah. First 15 minutes of the show. Yeah. Fantastic guy. And, uh, He's getting back into the hobby himself. So, and, and, and which brings up one other side point. We've had a few people reach out to us recently. If anybody's out there that's just getting into the hobby or back into the hobby, please reach out via DM or, or just tag us on Twitter because we'd love to have uh, some folks on and get an idea of why you decided to get into the hobby yeah. or decided to get back into the hobby as at least Tim and I did. I know Stefan never really had a true hiatus, but, uh, We'd like to hear your collecting story and what made you all of a sudden decide, like, hey, this is a good idea now. And that's so. why Steph can sort cards in the dark. That's right. seen it. And the pitch <laughs> black, eating pizza. I couldn't even see what I was eating. A guy couldn't read what was on his beer ball, and Steph's over there sorting vintage out. Well, I mean, if you can't sort 75 from 63 tops, I mean. And the pitch black. <laughs> Y'all blind. It, 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 it's like this. If Stefan doesn't know it exists, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. I'm, I'm going to assume it's an ACO card. Um, so we're hopping infield chatter, a hobby talk section tonight. And uh, Zion, Zion Williamson signs with Panini America. And uh, it happened a little late for the national. And the reason being is that he had some issues with a previous agent he had signed and had to go through a legal process to get this new agency to help him out. But he finally officially signed. We did post an article. I wrote an article we posted that day. Um, on the website, and uh, Steph will share that out in uh, chat fields, and we'll we'll tag it in the the uh, the show notes and all that stuff when it comes out. We always check it out on about the cards dot wordpress dot com. Uh, why why is this important that, that Zion signed with Panini and didn't sign with Upper Deck, or not just to sign with anybody and do Zion Williamson branded cards? So much like Upper Decks had uh, several athletes in the past that have blocked from release. Yeah, Jordan, LeBron, just to name a few. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. uh, Griffey for a while. Yeah. Gretzky, Griffey, sure. Uh, It it, it hinders those who want to collect them on an official product since we're now in the era of leagues only going with one team or one uh, company, rather. Um, So... Him signing with the company that currently has the currently has a basketball license, I believe. Yep. Um, it is a huge deal in that now they can push him in all of their products and put them on the box lids and everything else. They can push him as, hey, come get the first official branded, not from the national, in an official pack open product. Um, Panini Prism just shot through the roof in price mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Well, you no. know, we we don't run into this in baseball for those of us that collect baseball. You don't get people signing exclusive deals with Panini and, and on licensed unlicensed cards. You know, they have Strasburg. Okay. So they they, they might've here or there, but we, you, you, when's the last time we've seen it? Strasburg. It's been a while. In, what, well, no, 20... baseball's been tops has been pretty good about locking in the, the guys. So, and, and, and honestly, I mean, Strasburg was big back when it happened. When, when did he come up? Uh, 2010. It was 10 when he had all of his big rookies, and yep. he, but he's a pitcher. And at least nowadays in the 2019 environment, if a big pitcher signed an exclusive deal with Panini, I don't think it would really affect Topps' product because it's a pitcher, and we all know not to sign pitchers. I mean, if Zion, yeah, you know, so these are the these are the LeBron James cards we get, 
and then also auto, they, they, if they were autographed as well. Those are the cards we're getting of LeBron. So, see, for for a baseball equivalent, this would be like Mike Trout signing with Panini, right? Yeah. Well, you know, because he's a rookie. Well, you know, uh, in in twenty eleven. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking Zion in today's well, market, it would be like Vladimir Guerrero or somebody, right? Yeah. One of the big names over the last couple of years, yeah. Shohei Otani. Uh, it, it would be a crack big... a beer, <laughs> Diet Coke. I swear. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, you know we're here to have fun, and yeah. if he wants to have a, a beer, we prefer it's the listeners and not the. Uh, I need me one of those Mojo Break shirts, by the way. Doug, they're, they're gone limited. I'd have, I'd have wrestled this one away from Dan and Doug. Doesn't matter. They can they can make another one. So um, no, I think it's huge because had he done upper deck, we would have been Ben Simmons had was the number one pick had no had z- has zero 76ers autograph cards. Uh and it's just it's a shame collectors really lose out. This really helps out LCSs, it helps out breakers, it helps out collectors, everybody in the hobby it helps um do um you know my article kind of goes through a little bit about that. But is he the only one to carry the basketball product this year is this all we need? Uh, oh, yeah. John ja- ja Morant or you know, his buddy R.J. Barrett, uh, you know, uh, Hunter, any of those guys you think are going to be, or is it just all about Zion this year? No, it's it, he, it's going to live and die with him. Um, that doesn't take away anything from Morant or Barrett. I think Barrett's probably going to be, when all is said and done, it wouldn't surprise me if Barrett's not the best guy out of this class. I think Zion is going to be exploited a little bit, exposed for being undersized. Uh, I don't think he's any bit of 6'7", as he's listed. I think he's uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, Charles Barkley's like six five, six six. I don't even think he's that tall. I, I've heard uh, people. I think Adam Shine was the one that said something about him only being six foot tall, and he stood next to Zion, and he wasn't that much taller. It, it, I, I think Barrett's going to be a stud. I just don't think that he's going to drive product, even it being in New York. You know, it's just th- this is the guy that's going to drive all of the product. But uh, it's, it's kind of like twenty twelve. Remember when you had you know Andrew Luck and RG three and and Trent Richardson and stuff, and you had Foles who came out in the third round that year, and there were other guys deeper on that checklist that, you know, twenty twelve football was just stupid. I mean, it really was. There were so many names. I think Tannehill was in there. Yep. Um, Luke Keekley. Yeah, ton of guys. There. Trent Richardson, Doug Martin, David yeah. Wilson. And 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 don't sleep on Trent Richardson back then. I mean, he was like oh. a dude. Yeah. I mean, Oh, I didn't Steph, get luck. Steph's guy, uh, Khalil, Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, Russ Wilson. Not really. You know, I mean, dude, I, I remember pulling a Trent Richardson auto, and I was just like, I, I sold it in the LCS same day for like sixty bucks, and which was about what it was worth at that time. And they, you know, I was like, dude, cool. I'm about I sixty cents now. It might be I could buy it back at a great return, but yeah. that's the thing is, I think there's going to be other guys in this product that aren't going to be the 2012 Andrew Luck that you'll be absolutely ecstatic getting maybe not this year, but within a year or so, you know, if you, if you sit on it. Yeah. How did you guys celebrate national baseball card day? I worked. Yeah. But with baseball cards, (laughs) you work with baseball cards, dude. (laughs) But, but Angela did run out and to the three of the local shops here and picked up a few packs here, a few packs there. And apparently I needed to have her pick my packs because once I got off work, uh, my pack of Series 2 
and uh, Donruss were kind of trash. But if you share me, ooh, share you. I don't know if I'll share with any, anybody. Uh, you got, and I have the same card now, by the way, my friends. Jose Barrios. We've got a number to 25 Jeff McNeil rookie from Ginter. Mike Oz relic and yeah. the Mike Oz base card. Same so you need, you need to send me the two Mike Oz's so we meet up with them. I can have them autograph them for if you'd like. Sure. One of them. All right. Which we need to do very soon. Yeah. I, I think we need to make that trip and get down there and meet him. And... So, so, Ben, how did you celebrate National Baseball Card Day? Yeah. I, I I actually had a couple things going on in my personal life that I needed to attend to, so my thought was not this year. Um, I missed out on the August second A's giveaway or August third, excuse me. Um, and when I went to look online, could not find them. Luckily, my dad kind of botched the search, and lo and behold, there they were. So he ended up picking up the ten card A's giveaway set. Um, I ended up getting done with my personal errands and decided hey i'm going to run out to teammates in carmichael california and the picture steph's sharing right now is a picture of me and my second best friend well that's actually me i'm sharing it i learned i learned to share skills okay i can share now so so i ended up running into tim and his lovely wife bianca and i got to hold their son robbie and uh flipped through some cards with robbie who just kind of sat there in my arm like all right dad does this too yeah i guess you you knuckleheads and uh so it was fun. We got to run into each other. You guys didn't stick around very, very long. We left shortly after. Oh, I, I, uh, I had a fancy draft earlier that day in my house, and my wife was very understanding. And then afterwards, I said, "Hey, we got to. I'm going to take you to lunch." <laughs> first, we got to stop at the baseball card shop. And I took her to Rick's Dessert Diner. And by the way, your dad is a heck of a dessert diner. Yeah. So I've only been there a few times. I like them. Um, Instant diabetes, but it was it was real. It was worth. It was tasty. Yeah, we ended up stopping at California Cards and Comics in Elk Grove, California, on our way home, mm-hmm. uh, just because my dad had never been there. And oh. it, it I bet he, I bet he was really excited when he walked in. Uh, yeah, it's a nice shop. Brad and Julie, who own it, are fantastic. They're always nice. Always been kind to my kids. Um, but we ended up picking up a couple of packs of the the free giveaway packs. Open up four packs total, not one Matt Chapman. So I do have one or two people who said they were going to send me one. But if anybody else has Matt Chapman. I uh, I just yeah. happened to find one of his rookies, but it's not in an A's uni. Of who, Matt Chapman? Yeah. Well, if it's a rookie card, it would still be in an A's uni. It would just be one of his minor league affiliates. Uh, I think it was a Mariner. Not Chapman. Maybe? Chapman's always been an A. Are you thinking about Ryan Healy? Maybe it was him. Yeah, the because same guy. Panini thinks so. So uh, I celebrated a few different ways. First, uh, I'll show you here. This is uh, this is what my little purchase here uh, at the shop. But on Friday, I, I went and um, we, we posted this on on the site as well. I went and they used the coupon for a free t- uh, series two pack at at Target. So if you made a purchase at Target, I think ten dollars or more with the coupon, you got a free pack of series two. So I bought a bone or I bought a, a Topps Chrome Blaster, and uh, I pulled a uh, Pete Alonso rookie. Which was happy, and then out of the sepia pack, I pulled a Vlad Guerrero Jr. rookie card, uh, which was awesome. My uh, series two pack was kind of sad, but then I went to Walmart and I bought a hanger of uh, Bowman Platinum with the, the Topps Gallery preview cards in there with the, the National Baseball Card Day logo, uh, and that, that was all right. Didn't do too bad there. But I went into the shop on Saturday, and I got my pack, and I got uh, the Kikuchi, and there was a 
uh, Alex Gordon in there, and I got a Brad Colorado, and I got a box of Series 1, and I paid $30 for everything you see in this photograph. And uh, it was a fun $30 rip um, on Saturday. I went to a second shop, HR Sports Cards in downtown Sacramento, after the dessert diner, but they were completely out, and they had a really busy day. Uh, Parker, their, uh, their manager, owner, I'm not sure exactly his title down there, said that they'd had a hell of a day. And, um, you know, so it was great. Well, HR Cards, home of the Shoei Otani. Superfractor pull. Superfractor that was pulled yeah. out. Yeah. Mm. So, and then don't forget, guys, this Saturday, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, his uh, uh, National Baseball Card Day card uh, with a special purchase will be released Saturday. And Ben and I were lucky enough to score one we have we have some connections so uh ben had the card there and uh one is so we could promote it a little bit here for people to go out uh which is cool so you know it's nice we have some friends in the hobby that allow us to do that stuff uh bryce harper was the one this week with the free purchase you know did you get one by the way tim uh, i did get a bryce harper i did yeah okay Okay. i I, I have three so i I have two so i i would all right good deal so no what'd you guys think of the set the, the 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 checklist. It yeah, has one uh, player kind of, per team. Kind of like that, yeah. You know, it's not bad. I, I'm, I'm flipping through. You know, you got Longoria, Snell, Betts, Verlander, um, Lindor, Vado, uh, Torres, Jimenez. So you got some nice rookies: Cabrera, Machado, Stroman. Some veterans, some rookies. Um, speaking of which, I've got an extra bet, so I need to send off to Mark Oil. So one of you guys remind me to do that yeah. within the next year. Hey, you need to send that off to. <laughs> Let's do it another day, Steph. <laughs> well, you didn't say when. <laughs> you just said remind you. Uh, hardy hard. Let's move on. To... Yep. Speaking of moving on, uh, I, I think uh, me, me and you, Ben, are in agreement with uh, Matt on Facebook saying that George Brett is overrated. Oh, absolutely. Matt's been banned. Banned yeah, from not, the show. I'm not even sure who he was. I actually had to do a Google search to find out, so... You know, someone, posted, it, it, someone posted an ad today about investing in sports cards, <laughs> and and one of them shows like a George Brett. Uh, you could have bought George Brett for um, eight cents in 1980. By the way, Matt Blanton in the chat there, uh, yeah, he's mad at me because he's he's uh, my brother from another mother, and he's mad that I stole stole Dwayne Haskins from him, the Ohio State guy, one pick ahead of him in our dynasty draft, and oh. I'm holding him. I'm holding him ransom. So, Ooh-hoo. yeah, he's a redskin. He's not going to pan out anyway. Yeah, but I like, to, I like just like to mess Matt. No, it's a good set. They had, I like the players they picked from each team. It wasn't always the the like the star of the team, mm-hmm. but a, a a fan favorite or a good player on the team. So, you know, I got I got about half the set, uh, only two duplicates. So I think if this stuff starts getting listed on sport lots, or if anybody has a bunch of extras that they're willing to let go for, you know quarter a piece or so I might, I might end up putting the set together just because why not yeah well i don't know where to send mine then yeah yeah and i might have i might have a couple i have an alex gordon for you if you need one yeah i don't think i pulled a gordon so let's let's i have yeah i have, yeah, I have a handful uh our cd or cds aquino our cds aquino uh, outfielder of the Cincinnati Reds making a big splash. He is the sixth player in the last 15 seasons of homer in three straight innings, joining Chris Bryant in 19, J.D. Martinez in 2017, Nolan Arenado in 17, Manny Machado in 2016, and our own Ben, Kevin Minch, Wilson in 2005. Oh, yeah. 
Menchi. His Bowman so, autos a few weeks ago, his Bowman Chrome first autos were selling for two or three dollars a piece. They are selling for over two hundred dollars uh, each right now. So, so but, it, it, interesting tidbit. Um, I, I threw that at Uncle Rich as a trivia question, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he couldn't nail out the recent guys uh, w- without me telling him what team and what year. Uh, he he kind of guessed around a little bit, but got most of them. And then I said, 2005 Rangers. And his second guess was Kevin Minch. Minch was a player, man. Even though he's about five foot something and two plus something and, you know, no hair, he got around. And he's a good looking dude. Good looking dude. Ah, only his mom said that. Um, the, by the way, this guy, um, Aquino, has no base or chrome cards in that release. So it was just the autograph. Um, you know, I know Ben put something out about him. You know, hey, we got to think about the juiced ball or something that effect when a dude hits like eight home runs in like 12 games or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, nine and 14, by the way. Yeah, nine and 14. He's like six foot three. Dan, Dan Mojo said they saw him in, in, uh, in spring training. He's about six, three, 185 pounds or so. But uh, we'll you see. If, you, hey, if you have him, sell him. Yeah, you can't tell me that – and this is the problem, one of my biggest pet peeves in the hobby, and I know we have a tendency – I know I have a tendency to be negative, but, man, you didn't want the card two weeks ago. You didn't, unless you're a Reds fan. And now all of a sudden, you know, he goes on this this home run spree, and all over Facebook you start seeing, oh, let me see what Aquino's you got or Aquino's you got. And it's like, why? You didn't want it yesterday. Dumb, dumb, it was a $5 card, and now all of a sudden it's selling for 200 you're literally buying at the height of the market. Yeah. It's it's 5000% above what it was yesterday and now you want it. It's like knucklehead, it, you know, I think it was I forget vintage collector or vintage collect 2 on Twitter had said that it's about time that he buys uh, an Acuna Bowman Chrome and the guy's a player and he's going to pay for it because yeah. It's an established market. And I was like, same thing happened with me and Matt Chapman. I never got one from 2014. All of a sudden, he's a star, and now I've got to pay star prices. But you know what? Kevin Merrill. I didn't buy a whole bunch of him. And, you know, I had a chance to get a green auto and a gold auto, and it was just like, no, I'm good. Well, he gets traded last month to the Royals for Homer Bailey. And and it's like, I'm glad (laughs) that I didn't overdo it. I mean, and, and let's be honest. Merrill's hitting in the low 200s, nothing but speed. Yeah. Who knows if he ever pans out? He's the Royals kind of guy, right? Who else do they have? Terrence Gore and other Billy, guys. That, run, Billy, run. Willie Wilson. We're going back to the 80s. Yeah. We're going to put the AstroTurf back yeah. in. Billy Hamilton and Willie Wilson and guys that, that are speed and no power and no no real average. But the, the idea behind it, Kevin Merrill could have been Matt Chapman or Matt Chapman could have been Merrill and, and gone into trade. And So uh, real quick on this case, 6'4", 220. He's 25 years old. He, he signed as a 16-year-old free agent to the Reds out of the Dominican. Uh, before, he had 20 home runs this year, 20 last year. Uh, did not play in 18. He had one at bat in the major leagues in 18 and 17. He hit uh, 17 home runs. He's had some shown some power throughout, and but his average is up and down. So low 200s to almost 300. Um, strikeouts. He's struck out 112 times last year, 80 times already this season in 77 games. So he's about a strikeout, a, uh, uh, 
you know, he's played 12 games in the major leagues. He's got 12 strikeouts. So he's going to strike out once a game, which in baseball nobody cares about anymore when you hit eight home runs in 12 games or whatever it is now. Uh, uh, bottom line is something's going on with the ball because there's too many guys that are hitting home runs well, at a stupid pace. Did you see Pedro Martinez on uh, MLB Network the other day? Uh, talking about he, how it's the ball smaller. Yeah, the seams, yeah. Yeah. Weird. I mean, uh, I saw a thing uh, on the YouTube po- uh, broadcast of the Twins game earlier. That they were saying the Twins are projected to have eight batters hit over 20 home runs this year. Yeah. Unprecedented. Remember 30, 30 or 35 was a ridiculous number? Well, you remember a couple years ago, Chris Carter uh, had, had hit like 40-plus home runs for the Brewers. And yeah. I think it led the league or it was amongst the National League leaders. And he couldn't get a job the next year. He was out of baseball. Yeah. You know? uh, guys like Mark Reynolds and, and other big home run hitters that can put up big numbers. Uh, Brandon Moss was another one where he basically baseball retired them because the one thing that they were good at, home runs. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm an A's fan, and Rom, Ramon Laureano is on pace before he got injured to hit 30-plus. He's not a home run hitter. No. He shouldn't be hitting 30. I would I, love to have seen – Adam Dunn and similar types play in this era. Oh yeah. So 2016, Chris Chris Carter hit 41 home runs for the Brewers. The next year he played 62 games for the Yankees. And that was just on a deal like what was just like yeah. uh that was like a minor somebody... yeah. yeah. A minor league deal with no no guaranteed monies. He comes up, he hits a couple home runs, plays a few games and then they let him go and he's gone and you know uh, I've been listening to a lot of Ray Fossey talking on the, the A's broadcast about Jose Abreu. This is a great guy. He's a great player. He's a superstar. They definitely need to resign him. And it's like, he's a DH and he means a lot to the White Sox. I'm sure he's in his early thirties. Uh, he can't play a position. I mean, he's okay. First base. I don't, I don't want to devalue that. I mean, he's okay, but who's going to give him more than a two year, 30, $35 million deal. That's it. And he'll be lucky if he gets that. He, so that's what happens. You know, five years ago, he yeah. he he would have been five years, hundred million. Hundred, yeah. You know, easy. So, yeah. So Ken joined us. Ten, Ken. I guessed five, but we figured because uh, you know you're from down in Texas, and uh, it would be ten. Um, hopefully, that makes a meme. Uh, speaking of the White Sox, Luis Robert, 2018 Bowman Super Factor sold this week. Uh, Dan Ravel tweeted out and Seth's got a photo here. Uh, you know, it was a nine five ten. Obviously, it's right there. It's all all graded up, all protected. Sold for fifty one thousand six hundred and sixty dollars. Okay, so uh, you, through golden auctions. You, you you want my dad joke for this? Yeah, I, I think Tim, you've read it, but uh, Ben hasn't. PSA: More cut lines than the nineteen eighty two Pirates. Woo! Heyo. <laughs> Yep. Are, are, are you suggesting what? that Doc Gooden should be their spokesman? Of course. All right. And why do you bring up the 82 Pirates? Well, if uh, you, you haven't in uh, seen the cocaine suspensions, look up the Pirates in the 80s. Mr. Barra and uh, well, everyone else who got suspended. Well, look at a guy like Dave Parker. I mean, imagine yeah. what his career would have been if... Uh, wait a minute. Sorry, some issues. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, sorry, I was just I was looking at something there. Yeah, no. So uh, it, it's crazy that um, you know this card drops for for that much. The guy's not not actually played yet in the major leagues. So hey, yeah, a, a, fool, a fool and his money are, are soon departed or soon separated. How does the saying go? You know, and, and the thing is, is that he, you know, he, so he's not uh, a high school, you know, he's not from a U.S. high school product. He's not from a, you know, he's not playing college ball here. It remain, takes it back. You remember uh, Yosemite Tomas? Right. Or Rosny Castillo? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. What's his name that plays for the White Sox? Um, Jimenez? No. First baseman. Uh, we just talked about him. Jose uh, Abreu? Yeah, Jose Abreu. Thank you. Thanks for paying attention just 20 seconds ago. Yep. Love you, Steph. You're welcome. <laughs> just warping you. I was also looking at someone else. Yeah. Got distracted. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Waxtopia, he follows me, my buddies, George Red Collectors, uh, had a tweet and uh, uh, a poll I stole. What's the junkiest wax of all time? There's 190 votes. Your options were 88 tops, 91 Donruss, 88 Donruss, 90 Donruss. Where's 91 Fleer or even 90 Fleer? Which 90 are Fleer, got, definitely. Those two are terrible. Terrible. I liked how all the Donruss was listed there. Um, so what do you guys think was uh, voted as the worst or the junkiest wax of all time? Uh, of the options, I want 88 tops. I mean, yeah, you have a few minor uh, players, key players in there, but for the most part, it's a lot of junk. Um, if given the choice, I definitely would have chose 90 Fleer because I don't think there's like much of any worse set out there. Yeah, I, I, I went with 90 Donruss. You know, which I know we've joked about a lot as as being the one product we're certain is still being made. Hey, how much was that box on Saturday? Four dollars. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Wait, Steph was at teammates and Carmichael. He, he might have been. It was it was four dollars, and and we laughed about it. if we go splitsies, two bucks a piece, and it's yeah, like no. I didn't want to waste two dollars. Um, yeah, I, I thought you were yeah. talking about the Sunday of the national the oh. boxes they had on sale, but. I, I, I to to kind of piggyback on Steph's point about Fleer, I think just 1990, whether it's Tops, Donruss, or Fleer, maybe not as much upper deck, but no, I much rather have eight, I much rather have 90 Tops than 90 upper deck. It, it's just ni 90. Just at least like, you get Frank Thomas and 90 Tops. True, I, I love 90 Tops. Trust just me, I, I love it. Guy. We're just talking about like. If that might be go, the worst year overall for cards. If you go out into the average card collector's garage who hasn't touched their stuff in 20, 30, 40 years, yeah. and, and you just look through it, you're going to find an overabundance of 1990, period. Doesn't matter. You're, it's just going to be, oh, here's some more 90 tops or more 90 Bowman or more 90 upper deck. It's just that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so Joe uh, in our post just said, uh, cool podcast. Wonder if I have gold. I've been sitting on my attic. I have. He has to look through his cards, and he goes, uh, "Yikes! Maybe I don't have any gold. I uh, think mine are all the ones you just mentioned." <laughs> you know, maybe gold, Joe, but I'll swing by. We'll talk, buddy. Uh, gold, so, gold is in the eye of the beholder. Gold yeah. could be very valuable to some and worthless to others. Yeah, I, I, I picked, make him watch a certain documentary. I picked ninety 
Donruss on this. So 88 Tops got 14% of the vote, 91 Donruss, 23, and 88 Donruss, 30, 90 Donruss won with 33% of the vote. I'm pretty sure Fleer would have won had it been in there. See, I, I just don't buy the argument that 90 Donruss is the junkiest in that it has the aqueous test. Yes, but those that card stock, and had it been like that blue or the green that they did in those other releases, right. and not that that red, it would have been a better set. Oh, if it had done the green? Oh, my God. Or that blue, because they had those two. Sure. Yeah, the best of baseball, and I forget what the other one was. Uh, it was like the ALNL one? Yeah, it would have been, it would have been awesome. Yep. Uh, so at 90 Sports Card Blog tweeted this out. Anything anyone else think we need coaches back in products again? Yes. I've been saying this for years. He picture Tom Landry and a picture of Jimmy Johnson. I like man and also the manager cards. Yeah. Oh, and inherit at least just at least just in heritage. Yeah, you, you know, manager- was it, was it this year or last year was the first year they didn't have managers in a long time, and it's like nah. I look forward to it. Two years, yeah. Yeah, I, I like. I want a Bob Melvin. I want to be able to see. You I know, want a Nettie Yost. Yeah, why not? I mean, just Bruce Bochy. In heritage, especially what what pissed me off the first year that they decided not to do it was this is heritage. It's a throwback to the. Act- and sorry, but 1968, 69, 70, 71 had manager cards, so heritage has part of heritage high numbers. It doesn't have to be necessarily regular heritage, but you not have not one but two releases to get this shit right. Sorry, to get the stuff right, and you you you. I'm sorry. I've been asking for I've been asking for manager cards for years. Yeah, look, Bill Belichick the rookie card. Yes, man. Who doesn't want a Bill Belichick's Browns card? By the way, those starter jackets he's wearing in the '91 Pro Set there are amazing, right? Hey guys, give me one sec. I messed something up here. I just want to fix it real quick. That's no different the start of the start of the podcast. Yeah, I almost got it right this time. I just shared almost. my notes. Eh. Um, that that's that could be a good user experience here. Here's the notes. Just follow along. Just read along. Right. Uh, once the cup says, yeah, is like it a, a license? Little bouncy ball. Is it a license issue or managers coaches in a different union? I believe they they might be, but again, yeah, it, it might be one of those like Kevin Millar issues where he was a scab, isn't part of the MLBPA, um, but for like co- the coaches' association, I mean, maybe that's so, but uh, I, I think they need to be back. Yeah, yeah, make make it so. There's no reason not to have them, and if it's a licensing issue, get over it. Figure Number it out. Two, make it yeah, so. It's, yeah. But that's a good, that's a good point. It very well might be. Yep. Um, so how about ninety tops? Uh, counterfeit Frank Thomas ninety tops. No name rookie gets graded. Uh, BG gets BGS approval. Uh, Sports card info on Twitter. Uh, Andrew Kishman Chrisman posted an uh, an article on December. And this I'm going to go through a little bit of his article. There's more to it, but here's a picture of the card itself on December 27, 2018. A counterfeit. 1990 tops Frank Thomas no name on front error rookie card found its way to BGS Beckett BGS Beckett grading services. It should have been sent back to the individual who sent it in with a note stating it's not authentic. But what happened? No. But did that happen? No. Instead, it slipped through the cracks and was slabbed into a BGS holder and labeled the real thing. Thanks to BGS, this dangerous card is now floating around the hobby. They signed it 
the right card number for for uh, 414A and everything. 414A is used for the authentic examples of the of this card uh, versus of all cards of the time versus 414 uh, for the standard Frank Thomas rookie, which contains his name. Checking the BGS serial number and gives it there uh, even further makes you believe that it's real. Some someone at BGS either didn't know what they were doing or were completely aware of their actions. In today's hobby, you just can't tell anymore. Um, he goes into more details on why it's fake. He gives you he shows us some examples and, and goes into very good detail. On July 28, 2019, an uh, eBay user uh, in Finsumia sold the card, sold this exact card, the same BGS serial number for three thousand dollars. It's unclear if the transaction went through or not, but I haven't seen it since. It, so it seems like uh, just looking at the two. It kind of seems like the counterfeit one almost went through like a chromium effect as far as the color and shading. Yeah. Yeah, so it goes into really good detail. It's just one of those things. This is in guys, we're going to keep bringing this up and we're we're not going to go back and harp on things that have happened uh unless there's updates to those things, but we're going to keep continuing to bring you things in the hobby that are popping up we personally don't like the negative stuff. We want to have fun. This is a fun hobby we enjoy doing, but we want to make everyone aware because I was talking to John Newman on his podcast. I believe 75% of the people in collecting the collectors right now or consider themselves collectors currently do not know about the trim and the, the trimming scandal and the shill bidding and all of that alleged activity that's happening. I would say 75% of collectors do not know that's that's going on. And we're going to keep reporting on it. We're going to keep reporting on it. None of these guys are going to come out and talk because they've all lawyered up, which is probably the smartest thing that they can do at this time. Yep. But we're going to keep talking about it every week. And, you know, we're not industry shills, as some people have said, uh, because of a certain platform we are on. And I, I found that to be bullshit and whatever. I'm not, you know, that's about all I want to say with it. Cause you know, it's just, it's just a troll going after us. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff we're going to keep bringing. If you see this or know about this, send it our way. We want to report it. We want to get it out there, and we will let people know that it's going on. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of this is indicative of where do you get your information. If you're just local card shop guy, I mean, it, it, Tim and I are in the same card shop on Saturday afternoon. If we had asked everybody what their thoughts were on this topic, I almost guarantee you everyone in that shop would have looked at us like we were stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe one person, two people, it's possible. I mean, it was pretty crowded. So there was a lot of people to choose from. I'd say there was at least a dozen people there. Dude, it was packed. There were a ton of kids in there, too. Yeah, a lot of kids. And it was cool. They were getting their free packs, and it was it was really encouraging. Um, but a lot of it depends. I mean, are you getting your information from Twitter? You should know. You, you definitely should know if you're on Twitter. Facebook uh, depends on the group that you're in. I mean, if you're you're in, like, Tobacco Row or something, uh, I imagine it's prevalent because it's pre-war cards, and, and and a lot of those have been touched up and and trimmed. But I do. I still believe a good majority of collectors aren't on social media, and sure. if they well, they probably are, but not for collecting. Right, right, and that that's where you're getting your source information. Who knows about about the trimming scandal, and who's really reporting on it? Unless because they saw the, the the Washington Post article, either that or I think you know Darren Ravel's talked about it, mm -hmm. but. Again, if he's sharing it on Twitter and things, 
there's just not enough of the hobby that are plugged in. I, I mean, what percentage did you say? I no. think 75% don't know. Don't know. I, I'd probably say you're probably about right. You know, I, I would say 25, 30% probably know. Yeah. You know, and I would say out of that, only probably 10 or 15% really know. Yeah. I, uh, there's a difference between being aware and, and, and understanding and, and really being knowledgeable. So I, I thought about putting an article together for the site about all of this stuff, and it just made me sad. Yeah. There's so much of it going on, and um, I don't think we're going to get any resolution out of it. So I'm just going to let you know the podcast kind of cover that for us. Um, but know about it. And then, then we get to this story. So there was a there was an, uh, an article, there was a video in an article. Uh, the, the article was, ta- was titled Foul Ball. Did a New Jersey man get duped into buying $100,000 in bogus sports memorabilia? So Charles Kerr um, viewed his, his collection as an investment, but now his family believes he was swindled by a man who bought Joe DiMaggio's personal collection. He was a retired firefighter from New Jersey and was so proud of his collection and so confident in his value, he would tell anyone. He would tell his longtime partner, partner's daughter, Jennifer Sullivan, if she didn't have to worry about coming up with money to pay for college for her two children's college education because he had it taken care of. Not long after he suddenly died this past September, Sullivan learned that he had been ban- that that uh, Kurt had been bamboozled and that his collect the collection he'd spent more than a hundred thousand dollars building up. Um, of, of baseballs and bats signed by Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, and other greats was rife uh, with items declared not genuine, and they were all sold by the same dealer. It all came from a guy's, and not directly from this guy, but the company Ralph Perulo of North Carolina owns. Um, there was an interview, and Steph can share the link. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, there's a, a good a, the article goes into great detail. There's also a really good video that kind of covers and shows everything. The, the news station actually reported was an NBC channel, actually went to Perillo's website, bought some materials, had them authenticate. You know, they bought them as authentic. They had a third party look at them. They said, you know, these are, these are fakes, you know. And then they even got interviewed Perillo, and they didn't tell him. They said, hey, we, bought, we have these three autographed baseballs. And one was a Willie Mays, and, and Perillo's looking at the ball, and he's like, hey, yeah, he goes, this is not Willie's autograph. Willie would not have signed this ball. It's not a major league ball. It's not the right texture. It's not the right signature. This is not a Willie Mays ball. And the lady goes, well, we bought it from you. Mm-mm. And he was completely blindsided. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes in here. Um, so, you know, it, if he denied everything that was going on, um, you know, that could be the case. You could have shady people working for him. But this is why I completely stay away from memorabilia and autographs. No, I bought a handful at the National. I was cool. It was like a Brooke Rob- Books Robinson and um, a couple others, but I paid like $15 for them. If yeah. they end up, and they have stickers of authenticity from companies I know, but if they're not real or whatever, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, to take care of business, on my, you know, because I have them. Um, I talked to the RLCS owner, and he told me he's been in the hobby since he was 15 years old. He's never had a W 2. He's been doing this over 30 years. He said that. That eight out of ten autographed memorabilia items are most likely fake, if not so, more. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's so scary. This is one of those things where it'd probably be a good topic for us to discuss on a a Sunday afternoon with somebody who knows whether that that's Greg who owns teammates that you're talking about or or 
you know, Rich Klein or somebody that's been in the hobby for a while, specifically somebody that may have be dealing in memorabilia, um, how the, the trimming scandal and the uncertainty about that kind of crosses over to memorabilia because now as collectors, we have to start questioning everything. Um, one of the guys that, that follows me on Twitter named Brad, uh, had, had, his, he and his kids picked up a pack of the, the National Baseball Card Day and they pulled a Blake Snell auto. And he asks me, is this real? And my first thought is, well, why wouldn't it be real, right? It's a, you know, yeah, it's a sticker auto. It came out of that. But and I, I think there was some innocence in his question. I really do. I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, he's. I think he's just getting back into the hobby, if I'm not mistaken. But it made me think, how many people out there are really questioning you know, people that know us, you know, a lot of people that are experienced and educated are questioning. You know, I recently bought a Mark McGuire bat with a COA from, from PSA. Is it truly real or did I, I blow 80 bucks? You know, I have to hope it's real, but if I was to sell it to you, one of you guys, I wouldn't sell it with a hundred, hundred percent degree of certainty. You know, it's unfortunate that that's what this has come to, but I, I think it might be an interesting conversation for kind of a crossover. Yeah. No, I definitely well, and believe. that's ho hopefully where, you know, as an A's fan or, you know, myself being a Twins fan, um, we'd get to know what individual people's signatures are now. Memorabilia is another story. Um, that's kind of hard to tell, and you need to know certain in depth things as far as like stamping and pressing and where they put marks and, um, you know, nothing beats going to the stadium and actually buying it from their shop because in theory, those are as authentic authenticated as possible. Right. Um, if you start to get from there, uh, you buy it from somebody at a shop at a store that doesn't come with a sign uh, certificate, but you've recognized the signature. In, in my case, I, I bought the game used killer hat. Now I've had it authenticated since, but I know I knew that the autograph at least was legitimate and that the hat came from someone team issued. Um, but that, 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 that gets into that whole, you know, could have been scammed. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And no, it's crazy. Uh, as we get through this last one, I promise at hobby underscore scams on Twitter tweeted out they're uh, building an app to track scams uh, version two version point. Two of our mobile app is being tested and sells away as to go. Pull it up here. So they are, are, are building this out, uh, the scammers exposed um, database. So alleged scammers. Alleged. Well, no, but it's they're 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 the scammers card. Scammers exposed. You know, app. Right. Well, that's but, what I was calling. Yeah. So uh, alleged scammers. They're right. Yeah. For for legal purposes, these are people that are alleged to have scammed scammed someone. Yes. So what do you guys think about having an app that does this? Uh, still has a ways to go. Um, I, I think that having it done by a third party would be great. Um, you know, not just, oh, I did a trade with Ben. Hey, Tim, this is uh, uh, Ben's completely illegitimate. Add him to the app. No, I'd want to see screenshots. I'd want to see text. Yeah, and I think I, I have a feeling these guys are going to do their due diligence well, sure. on and it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they aren't. 
But if that was uh, if that was shown and that's how they're going about before they add anyone, um, hey, that, that could come in handy. Definitely. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you I admire their position and trying to, to better the hobby. Sure. I, just, I, I don't see this as something that's going to work. You know, you're just going to end up setting yourself up and the liability issue on their end. It's got to be huge, right? So if, if I'm doing a deal with Steph and and according to the app, Steph's a good dude and I've done all my due diligence and the next thing I know, I get scammed by Steph. Well, I'm going to go back to the the you know the app and go, hey, wait a minute. You had his information on here. You, you had people upload things stating that this dude was good and here I just got scammed. Or in turn, Steph followed through and I'm the one on my end scamming. You know what I mean? It's See, th this is almost like where a, a product or a service might come in handy where you can show that you're legitimate. Mm. Yeah, if, if it's done right, I love this idea. The question, I mean, that as of right now, that's a big if. It just, yeah. it, to me, you're asking for more problems. It, it, it trying to trying to do away with problems. Yeah, just, you know, maybe check some folks out. I like this. I'm having fun tonight, guys. Yeah, it's been um, so far. Our buddy Eric Norton, you know, and Eric and I, had, you know, I went after him right a few months back, and we worked some things out, and I think we're I think we're friends now, and we understand each other, and I think that uh, maybe I helped him see some things, and he helped me understand some things, and I think we're good there. But he tweeted out uh, voting from the Fat Packs podcast handle. Voting for the 2019 Industry Summit Awards is now open. Categories include Set of the Year, Card of the Year, and many others. Uh, one of my favorites was Breaker of the Year. That's who I voted for. Uh, be a voice in this year's voting by taking just a few moments to complete the brief survey. Legitimately uh, took five minutes, ten minutes if, to do. If, if that, yeah. Yeah, if and that. The, the hardest thing was is like Set of the Year. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I love that one. I love this one. I love that one. Um, you know, so they, they had some some good. So Steph's going to show you what how, how he's going to vote. All right, Steph, let's do this. Best baseball product of last year, 2018 Tufts Heritage. Best basketball product. Uh, so this has 17-18 basketball. Panini Prism. Best football product. Um, we're going to go with Nash. We're going to go with Contenders. Ooh. Best hockey product. I picked Upper Deck, by the way. But uh, the Cup, yeah. Best entertainment product? Oh, come on. Stranger Things Season 1. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, with an honorable mention for Star Wars Masterwork. Yes. Um, uh, not best much soccer of, product? I just picked uh, the World Cup. Soccer fan, but I've seen a lot of really nice-looking Prism. Oh, there you go. Best uh, racing product? This is for Val at NASCAR Radio. If you haven't listened to that podcast, check him out. Any, mini money, 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 money. Well. All right. Victory Lane. Best pop culture product? Ooh. Oh, A and G, by the way. Dude. Gotta go A and G. Yeah. Non-traditional non release. So, uh, I mean, it come on a blasphemous if we didn't go with yeah, top. Tops living. living, that's what I would and this best autograph card. I mean, there's too many to name. I think I picked the Shohei one. Um Professor. It spelled his name wrong, by the way. There's two S's, if I'm not mistaken. Wanna fact check me on that? Uh yes, I brought uh, the guy that the hockey player. Brock Besser. Yeah, there's two S's. Thought so. Um, uh, see, look at me learning hockey. I know it's slowly going. Come over. on, where's the applause, Ben? Let's see this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
hockey guys are talking <laughs> hockey and soccer, and I tuned out. So I got, gotta go, Ruth and Gehrig. I think I've decided to start collecting uh, upper next year. I'm gonna start collecting uh, upper deck hockey series one and two. Nice. I have no idea what I'm doing. And so, Steph, I'll be asking you. And so, don't take advantage of me when I go, Hey, is this guy any good? And you're like, No, no, just send it my way. Uh, you can always hit up uh, Philly Puck fan, our friend James Kikowski, who's been yeah, on. Yeah. And also, too, Nick, uh, Nick Wasica. Wasica. And, and yeah. a good chance that Nick might have some photography in it. Who knows? Yeah. Fingers crossed. Got to no, go so with th- Ruth Garrick, Lazary, Barry, Barra, ah, Mantle, Maris, Basada, Williams, and Pettit. Card of the no Jeter though, right? Oh. Let's go with Angela. Give Angela a bonus yeah. pick. Product of the year. Yeah, no, so this was super duper hard. Uh, in that there's no Diamond Kings to select. Of course. <laughs> um, I know this is thrilling for all the guys listening on, but you need to check out the Industry Summit. Uh, Beckett now runs this thing. It's in Vegas this year, back in Vegas. And so they do, they're doing all these votes. Uh, here we go. Breaker of the year. Hands down. Come on, you got to go with our guys, Doug and Dan and C-Rat over there. Who else was on there? Uh, Firehand breaks, the clubhouse, real breaks, top shelf breaks, and fancy sports breaks. But for some reason, not crack and wax. I've only heard of three of those. Um, I obviously voted for Doug and Dan. I just I saw them and went, moved on. I didn't even care who else they were. Now this 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 one I got that was funny. Best cut manufacturer customer service. There wasn't an option that said what customer service. So I just I wanted to. So you just go Cryptozoic. Yeah, I would say so because they 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 came up with that crazy statement with um with the fake artwork, right? And so they, they handled that well. Uh, yeah, their their unfortunate passing of their longtime social media guy, their guy, their um, face. It was kind of a shame not seeing him this year at the show. Uh, I got to go with Cryptozoic. Um, you mean George, George Nadal? Is that who we're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah George was su- such a great part of the hobby. This is my favorite best ongoing promotion. So you had Panini first off the line, Panini NBA player of the day, NHL player of the day, Super Bowl kid reporter, top silver packs, upper deck overtime, or upper deck Tim Hortons. So you get donuts with that one. But so I picked silver you, you, packs. You, you got to. Uh, there's a lot of single individual, much more available or semi-available. Yeah. But the Super Bowl kid reporter is just an awesome story. No, yeah, that's my second favorite. I like the silver packs because it makes you go into the hobby store. Yeah. And uh, in your shop, and and it it brings people to collecting. And like, dude, like Saturday when we were at the sh- the, sh- the shop, Ben, didn't it feel good? There's so many people in there opening packs and talking sports and just it was so entertaining. And the, the vibe in there was amazing. And that's what it's like on some of these release days. I try to go every Wednesday down there because there's guys busting packs and talking about what's coming out. And that's where I get a lot of my information. I couldn't go today because a stupid meeting. I had to be professional and I couldn't leave. Uh, and I missed out. But I love to go down there and see what these guys are opening because sometimes I might not get to open it or I might not want to open it or I can't afford to open it. But I can watch other guys bust it. And I can see what the reactions are. I can see what cards are coming out. It gives me a good idea. And I physically can see it. Sometimes they're like, here, give these away. Give, do this. Do this. You know, here you go. So, yeah. And so I went on YouTube and scrolled back. It took me four minutes to complete the survey. Yeah. Not bad. And yeah. so, uh, you know. Not the best radio part of the show, but if you check us out on YouTube's um, Facebook Live and or Periscope, you can see what Steph was voting and how he voted. Open yep. ballots here. So um, really quick, uh, the last topic is kind of a big one, and Ben, ben touched on it earlier, returning to the hobby. So we actually had a 
state senator from Texas reach out to us that listens to the podcast. Um, Jason, Jonathan Strickland. Uh, he is, and it's and we're not bragging because he's a state Texas state representative, uh, House District 92. Uh, this is his uh, last term because I, I saw he's not rerunning. But he reached out to us and said, hey, I'm getting back into the hobby. I found your show. I, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, how can you help me? And we get this question a lot, like, get back into the hobby and understand, like, the 2019 version of card collecting. Um, and he said he would love to see some guests on the show talking about getting back into the hobby and why they are doing it, et cetera. And we're, you know, we're, we're going to effort that and, and get some folks on. But we kind of came up with some some key facts. And um, there's an article we're going to put together about this coming out. Uh, you know, it's kind of an evergreen article, so we want to put our best foot forward. So we're working on it. Um, but some terms. So I'm going to read off a term and I'm you guys explain, uh, you know, we'll go back and forth on the terms here. But so you got TTM. What the hell does TTM mean? So that's uh, through the mail where, you know, you send something off to someone, have them sign it, or you're putting something in the mail for someone, sending it off. You, you most often see this where, like, it, during spring training or training camp where people will send off multiple TTM packages to players with return postage to get them returned. Yeah, our buddy, uh, um, Wax Pack 916. Yeah. Steve. Steve. Um, he does this with sets. I think he's working on like 89 tops. Mm-hmm. So he frequently TTMs. Yeah. Yes. Very, very popular. Okay. So, Ben, this one's for you PWE and BMWT. So, P- PWE is plain white envelope, which is obviously something we've talked about with our friend Bo Thompson at One Million Cubs and, and Mike Summer at the Mike Summer. Um, what's funny about the other side of things is this came up oh, quite a while back now, but I was actually talking to Doug on the phone yesterday for Mojo Breaks. And Look I, at you just talking with the celebs. I'm t- I'm like legends. Jim, you got to step your game up. Legends. <laughs> um, Le- yeah, both of you hang out with legends. I'm over here playing with my pud. <laughs> um, anyhow, I was talking to Doug and I had mentioned this terminology, and he's like, I don't even know what that means. Um, somebody had said, Hey, I'll ship it to you, PWE or uh, BMWT. And I'm like, What the hell is P? Say those letters again. What it stands for is obviously bubble mailer with tracking. And, and the only reason I was able to put it together myself was. Because they said PWE or BMWT. So I'm like, obviously the two are related and live in the same universe. Um, So I mentioned that to Doug and he goes, oh yeah, duh. But I mean, here's one of the largest breakers in the hobby who sends stuff BMWT all the time and didn't know the terminology. Um, So I felt good about myself because he also was as naive um, to that one. Um, But yeah, so... PWE, BMWT are often associated. You'll usually see them linked together. Yeah. That's uh, how you send stuff out. Yeah. Uh, Steph, what does RPA mean? Uh, no idea. No. Uh, rookie Patch Auto? <laughs> Correct. So when you ever talk, it's like, oh, it's RPA. And it's always people like RPAs because it's that for it's that most likely from the rookie premiere of any of the sports. Uh, but it's that it's got a patch on it. 
and it's got an autograph. So it's not a single colored swatch. Usually it's multicolor. Sometimes it's thicker. It's a big old giant hunk of material, and you're going to have an autograph on it, and it's the rookie year. So very sought after for collectors that like autographs, mem, uh, all together in a rookie year. It's kind of like the whole shebang shoved together. It's like that bowl at KFC with the nuggets and the, the potatoes and the gravy and the corn and the cheese. And Oh, man, now you're talking about big time. Not not just the 20-piece over at the McDonald's. You're talking about yeah. all fixings at the KFC. Yeah, like they just shoved everything in the bowl over at KFC. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, my buddy uh, Matt, the, my buddy Matt that was on earlier, he used to go get those double downs, you know, with the fried chicken sandwich yeah. thing. And then he would just order a large cup of gravy instead of getting a Mountain Dew. And that was his lunch. Uh, our RPA generally, generally panini related. You see them a lot in in specifically football. I mean, yeah, they're in basketball as well, but not as much. Football. Yeah, if the conversation is is football related, RPA is definitely going to be something you're going to be hearing a lot of. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, P. This is for this is for uh, for Ben. PRC and XRC. It's funny that you, that, that you give this one to me. Maybe I set it up uh, that way. Uh, maybe you did. So the P, obviously we know what RC is. It's rookie card. P would stand for pre. X would stand for extra. They're interchangeable. One is exactly the same as the other. Um, the 1985 Topps McGuire is his XRC. The 1987 Topps is just regular RC. Or, you know, RRC should you you, you want to get a little fancy. Um, so it's your it, R for? Real it, rookie card? <laughs> Anytime you see uh, the PRC or the XRC notation, it's not their official rookie card, like, say, a 1987 Topps McGuire. Uh, it would be anything that predates that. So um, Topps now would be an XRC, not the RC. But, you know, in this day and age, you know, any guy who comes out like a Vladimir Guerrero is going to have a thousand and one XRCs. Yeah. Good luck finding the actual, maybe it's an ARC, actual rookie card. Well, and a good comparison there would be like Elite Extra Edition where right. it's guys in single and double A. Yeah. Whereas Fresh out their of RC is, right. Yeah. That's what you would look Bowman Chrome. Any Bowman yeah. product. Yeah. Yeah. Any Bowman uh, product. Yeah. All right, Steph. We got a big one here no. PSA, DNA, BGS, RCR. 1982 Pittsburgh Pirates. What? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so PSA obviously being the grading company, DNA being that they authenticated it. Um, I'm not even positive necessarily allegedly. what they stand for. Allegedly. allegedly. I, they don't know what they stand for either. <laughs> Beckett Grading Service and then Rock Hard Review. Rock Hard Review? Yeah. Or so Rock instead, Hard Review. That's it's not raw. It's not raw review. It's raw I card. Raw. I definitely said card. Rewind the tape. Uh, I might have to explain what rewind is to some of the people listening, but no. Uh, RCR as opposed to PSA is where you don't pay nearly as much, and I think the turnaround time is a little, uh, usually on site, but they'll look at your card and say, hey, if you were to submit this, this is what we think we would grade it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Going buying online. So there's a, there's a few options on on buying online. Um, ben, eBay. Just a little background on buying on eBay. What to do, what not to do, what to look for, what not to you know. So 
Yeah, this is a huge topic. <laughs> we could talk about this for quite a while. Yeah, no, and so I just we're going to keep it very uh, very forty thousand foot overview. Yeah, and then as, as we get people on and we do a collector spotlight or, or have somebody on the show and doing an interview with them, we'll get more into the nitty gritty. Plus, that article we have coming out, we'll we'll get into that. So, I, I suppose only by singles, any any type of wax that you're looking are, are probably picked through, and it's not necessarily compromised. But if there's case hits involved, you know that the box you're buying probably is not that case hit box. Um, so just just kind of stay away from that. Be very careful of hot packs or anything that looks suspicious. ACO cards, um, buy from trusted sellers. Even then, you're going to have issues. But re really, you're you're looking to buy cards at or below market worth as yeah. you determine that. It's and also, too, uh, it's a good spot for like complete sets. Yeah, good uh, team lots, team sets, player lots, player yeah. lots. In fact, Brent Williams is going to have a ton of player lots. I'm sure coming out from Heritage, he usually does. 10, 15, 20, whatever he's got left over that would not be packed out in a master complete set or a master team set. So um, usually for singles, you know, mo most of it's the, the new stuff that's coming out that, you know, for people like myself that can't wait for the stuff to hit sport lots, got to have it today. Yeah. I mean, that's well, like the half. And it's also, it's also a good site to, to sell on. So if you, you know, um, if you don't feel comfortable in, in dealing with stuff directly, and uh, selling, you know, on Twitter or you know, Instagram or anything like that. It's uh, a good, it's a good way to go sell sell cards and make a few bucks. Another place to look for a set break where someone is breaking apart their set, and you can pick off cards that you need for very reasonable prices from the same seller, and get combined shipping. Yeah. Yep. Um, Steph, let's talk about blowout. Sure. Uh, it's a forum. Um, I did, uh, well, buy, buying from blowout. Right. It, well, it's okay. so for the most part, they sell, uh, either unopened or, um, much like BBCE where they package and say, this is authentic as from this year, from this set. Uh, do you want a case? We have it for the most part. Um, I know the talk of the sh the huge national show was that hey, do you have junk wax? Let me get that 1987 tops. Let me get that 1985 tops, and it was selling. Um, this is one of the options where you can go and pick out boxes. You, you mentioned you baseball old. card exchange was the one you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah, similar to yes. Uh but it's also it also has a pretty good forum and uh, some other sections on the website. Um, you also have uh, similar ones to the, to them as well to blow out as well. Dave and Adams, Steel City, Atlanta Sports Cards. All those guys usually they're gonna have new product. Uh, they're gonna have it a, you know the, they're gonna have it at a pretty reasonable price unless it's a very hot product. Um, and the last one I'll I'll take is is Calm Seeds. Check out my cards. Um, and this is a website where you can send cards in to, to sell and they'll process them, scan them, you know, you put them up, they'll put them up, then you price them, you can sell, but you also can go in them and buy cards. Uh, you can go find singles, the autos, you can complete sets, all that different stuff uh, you're seeing through there. Basically, we, we, we posted um, an interview we did with Tim Getch, their CEO uh, from the National this week, actually yesterday. It's on uh, mm -hmm. our YouTube page and it's out as a podcast as well. Uh, but it goes through and it talks about, you know, that they're 
up to about a thousand dollar card, but they're they're starting to get in that over a thousand dollar card market. Um, so if you're looking for that, that's a really good place to to go uh, and and find stuff. Maybe some hard to find stuff you can't find elsewhere. A good spot. Also buying on sport lots um, is pretty cool. Um, it's I think it. I, I said it was a time earlier this week. I said it was a time suck to sell on there. Um, and also buying can be that way, but Ben's on there a lot. You can buy a lot of cards for 18 cents. You know what you're doing and, and take your time. You can, you can really come away with some, some good deals. Um, so like an unsigned heritage, Pat Nashek, uh, rookie from 2007 that yeah. is virtually next to impossible to find anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, then there's also social media collecting. So, um, you know, you have blogs, Twitter, obviously. And so it so real quick blogs. Um, Ben, give us a little background on, on blogs, like and how that helps you with basically kind of in collecting and in and, and some that you look look to and yeah, a lot of it depends on what blog you're going to will determine, you know, it's like anything, right? If you're looking for uh, sports information, you're going to go to ESPN or the athletics, so on and so forth, whatever you're, you know, you want to Bloomberg, if you're, you're looking for, you know, the, the Dow information, um, you know, blogs are all going to be specified based off of the, the topics you're after. Um, certain people are going to be writing just personal experiences, like our friend Cardboard Icons uh, has a lot of that. Um, if you want selling information, you know, go to Mike Summers. Um, so it just depends on what you're after. Uh, but blogs can help. I mean, we have one as well. We have articles written up on our website, uh, which are article-based, but they're basically just a one-off of a blog. It's not specifically blog-related. Um, but it's just our thoughts on certain topics. So uh, they definitely can be informational and educational, um, even if it's just for fun to read. I mean, you know, I love reading a, a lot of our friends, whether it's, you know, Mike or Dub or Ben Aguirre, um, because it's good insight. And a lot of it reinforces what we think and feel. Uh, and sometimes it challenges what you think and feel. Sure. Yeah. And well, Steph, talk, talk a little about Twitter as well. So I kind of branched off from the blogs into Twitter in that, uh, you know, I started reading Night Owl's blogs and Car Junk's blogs and James B. Anama's blogs and uh, several others. And I wanted to interact with them. And it's a little easier if you join Twitter to shoot them a quick message. Hey, I really like this article. Boop, sent, gone. Um, but from when I started 2009 to 2010, 2011 or so, people slowly started adapting and we, we've kind of got this little huge community going where, you know, Hey, did you see this? I have it. Do you want it? Sure. It's gone. Boop. Done. Um, you, you know, obviously don't just be trading with anyone cause you don't know who you're trading with that way, but you, you can kind of vet who you trade with and vet that, Hey, this person's legit and go through and say, you know, Hey, I've done deals with him. He has something for you. Here it is. Here's a picture, send it off. And uh, there's plenty of great people on there. No, yeah, no, definitely. And it's fun. I mean, that's how we all really met. You also have Instagram. Uh, I'm not a big Instagram guy. I mean, we I have one, and, but it's a good way. A lot of people trade and, uh, and share through there and show off collections. Also, too, there's Facebook groups. You have the Net54. Uh, they have a blog and a Facebook page. Uh, you have, what's it, Tobacco Road. Uh, there's a handful of other ones. Uh, again, Rainbow Road. 
not my favorite social media site. You also have some great websites. Yes. Um, Trading Card Database is amazing. Um, Use it all the time at work. Yes. And, uh, you know, so you can go on there and, and get a lot of information. And there's a lot of pictures and uh, scans of cards that you, all, you can find. All submitted by users. Um, and one of the cool things that they recently instituted, and if you share me, I'll show it. So if you type in, say, 1983 Fleer, and you go to the base set, and you want to go teams, right? If you go to the Oakland A's, because Ben likes those, you know, they used to have it where they would have all the inserts on their own separate category, but now you have the individual cards for anybody that is tagged as an Oakland A, and it also now will load the inserts if there are any. So in this case, the team stickers. Now it's not I really see that. That's it's not really you know super informative for 1983 Fleer, but imagine for example 2019 Bowman. Now I could go through and open each and every single one of these and pull out my uh, twins team list and have some huge checklist and try to organize it myself, or I can go to here hit include and boom there's inserts there's numbered cards there's everything all on the same page and that's just from that bowman set and that's just from this year's 2019 bowman that's crazy that's awesome and we talked to him at the national and he's mm -hmm. kind of hinted that they're working on getting a filtering so where if you don't want all of the numbered cards, you just want the single base. You can kind of pick and choose through the and menu. The, and the base inserts, or if you just want the super factors, mm -hmm. boom, there. Yeah, done. super nice guy. I wish, I wish I had more time to hang out and talk with him. Um, also, there's another great site, Baseball Cardpedia. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if that sounds familiar, it's like kind of like a Wikipedia for baseball cards. Yes. And uh, this is really good. They have a ton of information on, on sets. Uh, Steph, just go through, click click on a random sure. um, on a random set. So, sets by name. For example, since I did this earlier on the show to answer a question about the Donruss Aqueous, scroll down to Donruss, go to 1990. As soon as it loads, you got the description of the set, how many cards are in it, some of the descriptions as far as what's on the front, what's on the bat, some of the subsets, um, as far as you know how it did. Personal uh, opinions aside, uh, the dis distributions, whether it was wax, how many cards came, uh, where it was distributed. So as far as U.S. and ca Canadian, cello, uh, rack, blisters, factory sets, of course, um, and then you know again, not really super informative for 1990 donors, but if you were to pull up uh, Bowman, they would have all of the insertion ratios. So like this is one in every four packs. This is one in every 12, the promos, the base set notes. Oh. I liked how they had the promo cards up there too. The cards. And then, you know, he writes up essentially everything that I just copy and pasted into the chat. So what is the aqueous test? Explain that a little bit as well. Sure. I'll pull up one here. So this was only in in 90, 90 Donruss, correct? 
Uh, it was initially a test run in 90 Donruss. Um, they've kind of used it as parallels and some newer football baseball yeah. sets. But essentially, um, they were kind of testing like a different type of wax format on the cards, I believe. And they stamped all of them aqueous tests. Now, naturally, these weren't supposed to leave the factory. Uh, they did uh, through one of the local card shops and a couple other venues. Uh, they sold through card shows, and uh, they're they're out there. They exist. I, I have one. I have a Kirby Pocket graded. Nice. Authentic. Yeah, so the those are two of my favorite sites to go to for information. Did I, did I miss one that were like, you know, hey, like this... I, I'll add the two guys, the two guys behind Baseball Carpedia, both super nice, uh, both Chris's, but uh, you, you know, you think I'm pedantic about minor stats and spreadsheets and everything else. These guys are just as insane on their details and knowledge. Yeah. The, the other one I would I would mention too that um, that you might want to to use is. Where did it go? Um, oh, well, my brain. So there we go. Group break checklist too. So if you're looking to get a group break, we're going to talk about that coming up here in a second. It's a good way to see what teams, uh, what's going on there. So so breaking. So uh, a little bit about breaking. So there's a couple different configurations that the breakers do, and it's been breakers have been around since the early 2009s, tens, right? Yeah, right about when we all kind of came back. Yeah. Um, and so what they do is they usually have breaks of cases, um, where a product that normally like maybe you couldn't buy individually, um, but you get a chance of getting a case hit or into a very high end level product for a low price point where you can either get a team, uh, you know, one of the, the teams in this, in the selected sport, they'll do a random where they randomize all the teams and you get a random team. Everybody pays the same price because most of the time the teams are tiered based on, you know, what they have in there or it's a player. So they might do players and and and, and then like a smaller set maybe. Yeah, and do that or like in a Bowman. Yeah, um, you can buy like I want to buy Vlad Guerrero spot. So all the Vlad Guerrero cards come to me, and, and when the, they do the break, the the breakers like if you have the the A's or the Royals or the Giants or the Phillies or whatever, you get every card that has those players on there. Now some of the dual cards where it's like an A and a Philly, they might have a certain rule, like it goes to the guy on the left or the guy on the right, or they random it between the two teams, whatever they're top or you know the yeah. Washington Senators go to this team, that team, mm-hmm. defunct yeah. wise. Yeah, um, so a bunch of different different ways there, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, it's you can buy into breaks for like five bucks. I've bought into breaks for five dollars, and you can buy into breaks for five thousand dollars. Yep. Um, and they have those out there. Some breakers we've talked about uh, to check out. Um, what I'm wearing this shirt, Dan and Doug at Mojo Break with C-Rat over there. Uh, these guys have been doing it since 2010, so almost a full decade. Um, I think Ben's bought in with them before. I've bought in with them. They're the only ones that I use when I do breaking. And, um, you know, they, they're upfront honest. They do they do a great job. They did not pay me to wear this shirt. I actually had to wrestle them for it. <laughs> um, we were all, you know, Steph, we met them. I mean, they're great guys. I mean, Ben was talking with uh, the legend uh, that is Dan. Um, or Doug. Doug, I'm sorry, Doug Kasky. Same uh, thing. Yeah, they're the same guy. Both legends. Um, there's all you know. Crack and Wax does it. He does it for charity. Uh, Blowout TV does it. Uh, you know, they have cheap fun breaks with Houdini, uh, which are you know they're always busting a ton of good stuff. Top Shelf Breaks is a big one. He just opened a new show in Chicago the week of the Nationals, so he had a, a party there. Um, you know, there's there's other guys 
that uh, that are out there. Um, so find your guy. Some people like it. Like there's a guy locally here Sac- in Sacramento, Cardsmith Breaks. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would re- I would not recommend Sam. He's not a good dude. Okay, well, so 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 you say that right, and I don't I don't know him, and you and that's right. fine. But what I'm saying is, I brought this. Somebody asked me about him because they knew I I was from Sacramento, so I I don't know the dude. Um, I've heard mixed reviews. And he goes, "Well, I well, like his style." Yeah, he uh, can like his to- style, but he's shady. He's a scammer, and he strong armed the local LCS when Chris owned it, saying that Chris shouldn't have his own break, uh, break DMP cards. You know, DMP breaks when he owned it. Um. Sam's like, dude, I'm your breaker now. And when Chris is like, no, he's like, cool, I'll just open up a shop across town, put you out of business. And I'm, Chris is like, you can leave my store. Um, it, Sam's not a good dude. And he got into all that stuff with, with Hero Sports back in 2012, yeah. which has recently come out as a scam product. And it's part of this whole scandal of of trimming cards and putting them into prepackaged cases. So Cardsmith yeah. Breaks yeah. is a good example of a guy you should avoid. And, and, and my, my thought is, is because I asked the guy like why, right? And he's like, I like the pr- and, and the whole reason I bring it up is is one is a warning, but two also is you got to enjoy the person that's breaking. And sure, they they, uh, they like you know Dan and Doug talk sports, or they talk about the cards, or or going to Taco Bell or whatever. And they they do. It's, there's a little bit of entertainment when you're doing it. They're just not opening packs and going here here you go and sure. you know and they, they'll talk shit about the product. We're gonna be honest. Like this is crap. I remember one time they opened some a case and they said this case sucked. We're gonna get you another box and they went over and pulled a box of something else and to open it up to give to the guys uh, that were in the break because they felt so bad because it was a shitty case and they'll call you. They'll, they'll call you know and so it's great and so checking out breaking and, and um, you know it's fun but it can also be one of those addicting things where you have cards on demand. So sure. well, and and one more thing to check with breaking in particular is you know, they'll normally have all of their terms on their website before you order. But I would check to see whether you're getting all of the cards or if you're only getting the hit auto relics unless requested or if uh, what their policy for if you get none yeah. by happenstance. So, so real, yeah, so real quick, not everybody's going to get, sometimes not everybody will get a card, like say tribute, right? Um, also too, if you buy in a break, and you find out that check, like you buy the Marlins on a break, and you find out they have no cards in tribute, two cards, base, two cards. Yeah, <laughs> they they probably shouldn't have sold the spot, right? Unless you're paying a dollar for the spot. Um, you know, if they're not sending all the base, sometimes I question that. But look at the pricing versus other guys. Now, um, just and this is just personal experience. Mojo usually when they do like Bowman, the first ten or twelve cases they do, they send you everything. After that, they'll do cheaper breaks where they'll just send you the the numbered the parallels, the autographs, and then the base, the paper base, all of that stuff they're donating to Cards for Kids or whatever that charity is. Um, they always end up donating, you know, pounds of cards sure. for that stuff. So so be smart and look into it. And if you're not sure, get on one of the social media sites and ask them, hey, who do you break with? What do you think of this guy? What do you think of these guys? What do you think of this gal? Um, and, and try and find somebody. There's tons of breakers out there. Maybe your shop does it. Um you know, maybe you have a buddy, ask him who, who he's doing with. So it's just one of those things to be smart. If you have questions, reach out to us. I know sure. we, we know a lot of people. Um, and as we in the show tonight, Tim uh, had, had a comment. He said, a hey, great podcast um, with um, with Com C. Uh, I get what it is now. Thanks. So, yeah, like I said, check it out. It's a it's a good like half hour. Or so we spent uh, spent with their CEO. They have an app coming out 
which uh, looks pretty awesome. He couldn't show the camera, but he showed us. Um, and it, it looks pretty neat and what they're going to be do, able to do with that. So check it out. Listen to it. We did another one with uh, with Brian Flynn, who's a uh, writer. We spoke about them last week. Audio is not great. And so I might put it on the website. Um, I'm sorry, on the YouTube page. But I'm not going to send it out as a podcast just because the audio is not amazing. Sure. And, well, uh, where we were situated, you had everyone walking back and forth, and we were in a general hallway, but uh, you know, you had echoing issues and some other stuff. So, uh, ho- hopefully, uh, where you post it, if people go and looking for it, they're not expecting 1010 audio video, yeah. But it, it was fun. So, Definitely. Disney, fun, any final thoughts as we uh, we get out tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was a good, good show, I, I... long one. You know, yeah, a lot, a lot of good information in there. Just, uh, just a quick reminder: if if you are new to the hobby or getting back into the hobby after a hiatus, uh, hit us up, let us know, and uh, we'll see about trying to get you scheduled on the show to talk to you about some of those questions. As Tim mentioned, uh, you know, one of our listeners uh, who happens to be a state senator, which is pretty cool, listening, getting back into the hobby, wanted to kind of share his story. We might reach out to see if we can get him on. Um, yeah, we're not doing the Oscar Martinez. We're not doing Oscar Martinez, no. But if he's seen the show, he might he might find a kick out of that. But hey, state um, senator, if he's listening to the night show, hey, you are invited on, sir. Let's Anytime, let's do you it. let me know. Hit, hit us up. Yeah. And one thing to keep uh, keep an eye out for through the donations to my coworker, uh, we've been getting a lot of printing sheets. Um, these are only half of them. I'm still taking pictures. But once I get all of them photoed, I will have them up, and uh, you guys can see what they look like. The cards look like before they get cut. Yeah, my favorite is that ninety-one post set. I remember eating a lot of cereal to get those cards. Somewhere up here. Yeah, it's one of the first ones. There you go. Boop. Yeah. So look for look forward oh, to seeing that. Dude. Tim coached Walker, some guy named Walker Bueller in Little League. Really? That's awesome. He's a, he's a pretty good pretty good kid. Pretty good pitcher. Probably all because of Tim, because your name's Tim. And, and we know uh, right off the bat you're a good guy. Uh, now you're comes in, now, CEO's name's Tim, and it's like, hmm. Now you're stretching it a little bit. But, uh, hey, maybe, maybe this is a good segue into getting Tim onto the show. Hey. And he can have his story told, because that is pretty neat. Yeah. Yes. Um, remember, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. 10 Central on YouTube, Facebook Live now, and also Periscope. Make sure to subscribe and review on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. Follow Ben at Our Trading Cards. Follow Steph at John Guax Twins. You always follow me at Big Shep 79. Make sure you check out aboutthecards.wordpress.com for our articles, uh, checklist, uh, reviews, all that fun jazz. And make sure to share your hobby stories. Great pulls. Send your questions our way. And keep collecting. We will see you all next week as we can stay under the two hour mark. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you then. Later. Yep. Have a great week.